you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Ready to go with another edition of Tape Heads, where we crawl inside the football, behind the X's and O's like no other podcast out there. It's Bob Oshusen with Dan Orlovsky and Scott Pioli, longtime NFL executive, general manager, personnel decision maker, of course, with us each and every week here on Tape Heads. He is at the International Scouting Combine over in London. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. I think the first jumping off point this week as we head towards Another edition of NFL football is Chargers-Ravens because that, I mean, I, I, there's no game I'm more interested in seeing. We spent a lot of time on Tuesday talking about Justin Herbert, what makes him so special, why the Chargers right now are playing at a completely different level than maybe we even expected. But how about the Ravens? And Dan, the way that they came back on Monday Night Football and what Lamar Jackson continues to prove that he is, I mean, you, you think he's the MVP? Uh, well, I said on Monday of this week, I think Justin Herbert's the MVP, but Lamar Jackson needs to be into the conversation because I hadn't heard his name in the conversation enough. I know this is about tape. I'll make two quick kind of strong comments. Number one, if Lamar was playing great football, the Ravens should be two and three. If he was playing great football, they have absolutely no business being four and one. You don't go four and one with the decimation of injury on both sides of the football that this team is experiencing. That being said, what Lamar is doing right now is very difficult to describe. I, I've said this so many times. I pride myself in trying to figure out how to describe what's happening and why and how to fans. And it's really difficult to just describe the awe type of performances, the jaw-dropping performances that Lamar is displaying. I think the biggest thing that I saw against the Colts is he turned it into backyard football because that was the only way they were going to win that game. Yet he did not allow that to minimize his impact as a passer. I think so often young quarterbacks turn it into backyard football and it minimizes their ability to be a thrower or it causes them mistakes. It makes them make mistakes because they get careless. 
the way he moved in the pocket, ran around and kept his eyes downfield was absolutely remarkable. The way he moved and ran and then the next play hung in the pocket for seven seconds for game winners. I don't understand how he could have that type of situational discipline. Um, it was a one of the most impressive performances I've ever seen. Here's one of the most impressive things to me about him is, you know, he has this incredible start to his career. And then people figure some things out. They figure some things about his team, about him. They slow him down. At times they stop him. They stop their offense. And people say, okay, they found his kryptonite. They know what it is. This guy's going to be done. He can't play from behind. He can't do that. What he did was he was coached. He was patient with with himself. He was smart and he was thoughtful. And he didn't self, you know, implode. And he doesn't self implode. And to me, for a young court, that's one of the coolest things that I've seen about his evolution. And again, I think he's outstanding. He's going to he's going to bump up against a wall again soon because every player does. And unless you're you know unless you're Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or one of those guys who were with the all time guys, and he may become that at at some point in time. But the fact that as a young player he was slowed down, stopped obstacles, you know, in game obstacles. And then he hasn't reinvented himself, but he has found the patience with himself, with his team, and they have evolved and changed some things, and he's been willing to do it and able to do it. Izzy Scott, here's my question from your standpoint, the chair you used to sit in. I make you the general manager of the Browns or the Bengals or the Steelers, and you watch defenses play against this guy, and I think this happened on Monday night with the Colts. They just got flat-out tired. They looked like the marathon runners trying to stay with the leader, and the guy that could run five-minute miles all the way through mm-hmm. the finish line, I can only run a five-minute mile for the first 18 miles. And we get to <laughs> bit mile 19 to mile 20, and I'm looking at that guy going, I-, I can't keep up with him anymore. So when we watched Lamar Jackson as the quote-unquote pocket passer on Monday night, he was in a perfectly formed pocket for the fourth quarter and overtime because the pass rushers couldn't run after him anymore. Yeah. They just had nothing left in the tank. So when you're putting together a defense and you're drafting or signing free agents, I mean, how, how many guys are you signing with the idea that, man, I got to get a guy that's small, fast, unbelievable endurance, whatever, because twice a year and maybe in the playoffs, I have to go beat this guy, Lamar Jackson, or we're never going to win our division or we're never going to get where we want to go. But that's where you have to get on the same page with your coaching staff because if you get too small, fast, and able to run – you might get punched in the mouth, right? And because <laughs> right. that becomes a problem, right? right? There's, we've seen teams do that where they've built themselves, for, whether it's the the division, the number of games that they're going to have indoors on turf, and we're going to be able to fast team. That's all we're going to be is speed, 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 speed. But they end up, you know, it can come around and turn around and bite you in the other direction. To me, Bob, the, the, here's what I love about this question. To me, it's it's a it's a personnel question. It's a team building question. It's a coaching question because the other part is, you know, again, I just, again, having been around Belichick and Parcells and Dean Pease and, you know, Romeo Cornell, these really, really good defensive coordinators, they also understood that some of the best thing that they could do for their own defense was to keep 
their offense on the field. Mm. So if you're not, you don't want to get worn out. You don't want to get tired. You don't. so to me, we tried to keep Peyton Manning off the field as much as possible, right? The, the, keep Drew Brees off the field as much much as possible. So the the best way to keep your sometimes your best defense is your offense. Mm. So getting an offense that can sustain drives and have your defense only have to be on so many snaps. Well, I, like going, speaking directly to the game against the Colts with the Ravens, I think the Colts had a fantastic plan um, of trying to do that. There's only so, like, I would say two things that attributed to this game specifically. Number one, the drive, the Colts are up eight. It's the drive before Baltimore ties the football game. They're up eight and they get down into field goal range, so to speak. That's with a hurt field goal kicker. And they get first down at about the 20-yard line. They couldn't get stopped. They were basically doing whatever they wanted for the great majority of the game, candidly, offensively. Carson Wentz played great. Jonathan Taylor was outstanding. Their offensive line was playing bully ball. They went run, run, run. It was a total, hey, we're just going to go try to kick this field goal. I completely disagreed with that because you're one banking on the kick being made. It wasn't. You're banking on 11 points being enough with four or I think it was around five minutes to go. And you had not come close to slowing down Lamar Jackson. I would have wanted to continue and to that I would say, Scott, like, I think this is an interesting conversation is when does keeping their offense on the sideline become secondary to we got to go for the kill shot, so to speak. Like we got to go try and go up two scores. Uh, two touchdowns, so to speak, then trying to take off another minute or 90 seconds off the clock. And then I'd say the the thing that I was intrigued or disappointed by the Colts defensively is, and I know they were dealing with backups in the secondary, but the fact that they didn't try to roll the dice at all with pressure. Maybe it's not all out zero pressure and you're going single manned up, but overload one side and try to force Lamar to one side of the field, but allowing him to kind of control the defensive line, um, I thought was a mistake on both of those offensive and defensive possessions. Yeah, they called a basketball timeout at the end of that game. They were so wiped. Right. Right? Like their defense with about a minute right. and a half to go, right? They, they just called a timeout on defense because they were so gassed they needed to give their guys oxygen. And that is the impact that Lamar Jackson had on that defense. He individually wore them out as that game went on. It was amazing to watch. Bob, and I think it's a – and I think this is a – a really important moment for a lot of coaches to pay attention to with where we are in the NFL right now. And I know all teams are different. We talked about Brandon Staley for the Chargers and him being their head coach and their ultra aggression. But we also saw the Colts again, in my opinion, got super conservative late in that football game. We saw it with the Cincinnati Bengals on third and five, hand the ball off instead of giving their quarterback and wide receiver a chance. They're, oh, we're in field goal range. 56 yard is not field goal range, ideally. <laughs> and I think, I really think like these, you, you got to start to understand as a coaching staff that if you're playing in a conservative fashion in situational football, dependent on who the opponent's quarterback is, you're going to get burnt. More often than not, you are going to get burnt. Maybe if you're playing against an offense with a quarterback that's a backup and you can't play type thing, but when you're playing against these explosive offenses, you've got to match aggression with aggression. You cannot play conservative in situational football in the NFL right now. Yeah, and that is the impact that Lamar Jackson can have on you. We talk about him today 
even on Tuesday, we talked about Justin Herbert. Now those two go head-to-head this weekend. We talked about Baker. We talked about Patrick Mahomes on Tuesday. All these young quarterbacks in the AFC that are going to be duking it out for years to come. And the dean of them all is still doing it. He's doing it over, though, in the NFC. That will be what we talk about when we come back. Thursday night football, Bucks, eagles this continual next amazing chapter for Tom Brady. We're going to talk about that when we come back on Tape Ed. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. All right, back here on Tape Eds. Bob Shoes and Dan Orlovsky. Scott Pioli, who's over in London at the International Scouting Combine. So you can only stay with us for one more segment. But, Scott, this was the segment we wanted you for because this is the Tom Brady segment. You Ooh. lend that perspective. <laughs> I know this guy. I think you've bumped into him before. Um, it struck me with the conversation we had last week about some of these young quarterbacks and how Dak Prescott has gone from a, a player that maybe the Cowboys didn't believe in to a guy that could win the MVP. And there's been a roller coaster at times of belief in Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes was unfallible a couple of years ago. Now his team's second in the giveaway takeaway ratio. Um, Josh Allen got off to a slow start to his career. Now he looks like he might be the best quarterback in the AFC. Right? All of these kind of flavor of the month in the moment takes we have on these quarterbacks that are all young and yet for 20 plus years, every single season, we see the same consistent performance 
over and over and over again from Tom Brady. I mean, to me, it's almost like it's kind of that LeBron argument where you can't keep giving the same guy the MVP over and over again, even though you probably should. Hmm. And there's Tom Brady holding up the Lombardi trophy again last year. <laughs> so how is it that he is able to maintain this Oh, like just nonstop consistent level of play when even the current kind of younger superstars like Patrick Mahomes right now is a good example. We see him going through highs and lows that Brady never seems to go through. How is it? Yeah, it's if I had the exact reason, gosh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't need to spend time on this podcast. I'd be building them. You know, it starts. I think it's a combination of things, right? His competitiveness. And now I'm going to say a bunch of things here now that you will, we could say it about a lot of people, competitiveness, preparation, toughness, detail. He, he is without a doubt one of the most detailed people and disciplined people in terms of his regimen and what he does, how he takes care of his body, how to, he takes care of his mind, all the things that you need to do for your physical and mental health, he does. All the preparation, uh, you know, the, the meetings that he would have with Bill Belichick, with Ernie Adams, with his coordinator, and Charlie Weiss. And he's he's so different, but I spent so much time around him that it seemed like the norm. And, I, you know, I have to say that this is part of it, too, because we don't know is it the chicken or the egg, but he's had good fortune in terms of his health. Now, is that health because of how he takes care of himself or is that because of – it, again, that it's been good fortune. He's had one major injury, the ACL, um, my last season with him in New England, and he's remarkable. I, I mean, he really is. But I think, again, a part of me wants to say it's the chip on his shoulder, but how many players? There's a million players in the end that have come through the NFL that have a chip on their shoulder. Sure. It's, um, it's this unique combination. I also think that he has been in the right place with the right people and vice versa, and it's he continues to do it elsewhere. But also, you know, I, I've listened to him and I've watched him and, and had conversations with him. He has changed certain things about his approach, and that has more to do with he's he takes certain things a little bit less seriously, and I think that's helped him with his physical preparation and mental health as well. I think we're seeing a little bit different version of him, though, this year, Scott. I, I think, yeah. right, the 20-year... The <laughs> That's insane. 20 years. Yeah, that's insane. Um, that is insane. <laughs> the 20 year narrative. And I would say it's, it's one that's had accuracy to it is if you get him hit, if you pressure him, he's a lesser player. Duh. Right. Um, I'd say the thing that's different about him this year is that's not holding true. I mean, if you watch him play, he is having to play under duress. He is having to play while getting hit moving in the pocket and, and throwing balls while, while people are hitting. They are moving the spot on Tom Brady. They are getting to Tom Brady and they are hitting Tom Brady and it's not having a negative impact. That's the part for me that is, is really impressing me so far. Like if you watch the Miami game, he makes four throws that if a 24-year-old makes, we are going nuts over it. Oh my gosh, did you see him in Antonio Brown in that crosser when the 300-pound defensive tackle wins and his feet are parallel to the line of scrimmage and he's getting hit in the chest? Well, that, that was 44-year-old Tom Brady, and I think <laughs> that's really the rem remarkable part. And a lot of us 
as athletes, I think human beings do, but in athletes, we, we, we use a lot of sayings just so they check boxes, right? I'll get 1% better every day or I'm never a finished product or blah, blah, blah. And I think Tom actually believes it. And I think that's what I'm seeing on the field this year is he is doing things better than he has in the past. And he absolutely believes that, Dan. You're right. Yeah, right. And he believes that he can get 1% better every day. So I don't know what that would add up to for him in terms sure. of percentage, but he, he believes in that and he believe, it's part of his credo. And the weapons that he has, I mean, it, it really does seem like they have struck the perfect balance of the guys around him, right? Like he's got a he's got a ground game he knows he can depend on. Leonard Fournette, who we didn't really know coming out of LSU if he would be able to develop into the pass catcher type of a running back that he seems to have developed into. He's got a history with Antonio Brown. Obviously, when he gets Gronk back and healthy, he's got other good tight ends. And then you throw in the Godwins and, you know, the, the, the Mike Evans of the world. I mean, it, there's so many ways for him to spread it around. But, why, you know, you just appreciate it as someone who calls the Jets each yeah. week, watching what Zach Wilson right now is going through like all rookies are, trying to process it, trying to see it, trying to figure it out, trying to play mentally with speed. And then you watch Brady. Mm-hmm. And it just all comes mentally so easy to him, or at least seems to. I think it's all married together, too. You know, if you watch the Bucks, and this is the difference between the, where they are now and, and I'd say, you know, September and October last year. Watch Mike Evans in his route tree. They're asking Mike to run routes that he's good at. Hey, we're going to push you vertical and sit you. We're going to run you on a deep inbreaker, and we're going to run you vertical. That's the majority of what he does. Hey, Godwin, we're going to give you the stuff that is crossing the field, you know, crosses across the middle of the field, or being a part of our screen game. Um, Antonio Brown, you're going to be a guy that we want to get the ball to quickly. Um, if you watch Leonard Fournette, he's really only running routes that are break out. He doesn't break across the middle of the field. Uh, Gio Bernard, we're going to allow you work the middle of the field. So I just think it's, it's very much so tied together, and I do believe that's a Tom influence as well. Scott, I know you have to run International Scouting Combine, so I know you've got responsibilities uh, over there, but we really appreciate the time. And i got to find you guys more players, Bob. Come on, I'm let's go. find any more players we so, so we can talk about them. Find a few that look good in green and white. We'll take them. Uh, and when we come back, Dan and I will wrap up this edition of Tapeheads and talk about a guy that somehow we've gotten through the first two episodes this week without talking about a player that last week everyone said might be the MVP, and that's Kyler Murray. He's been that good. It's amazing the level of quarterback play that we have seen so far this season. We'll talk about Kyler. We'll talk about his matchup against the Browns. Tapeheads is coming right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect, flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. All right, back here on Tape Heads, Bob Shusen with Dan Orlovsky. And Dan, We've got, it seems like this round robin of quarterback matchups going right now. And it's a lot of fun, right? Like we saw Herbert and Baker, and now we're going to get a chance to see Baker take on Kyler Murray. We saw Lamar and Carson Wentz. Now we're going to see Lamar against Herbert. And it's, you know, it, it seems like right now we're getting these duels with these guys that all seem to be in the MVP conversation. Where would you put a guy like Kyler Murray and that last undefeated team in the NFL right now in that conversation as Arizona goes up. It's number one pick against number one pick this weekend. Yeah, I would say that I, I think Arizona's the second best team in football right now. Um, I still believe that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in football. I think that there's so many aspects of the Cardinals that are worthy of being talked about. I do have to hit on their defense a little bit, Bob, just team-wise. I think their defense does as good of a job of understanding how teams are going to attack them offensively as anyone defensively in the NFL right now. If you just watch their corners play, and I just have so many visual examples right now from last week's game against San Francisco, and they're in quarters coverage, and they know that Kyle's going to try to attack the the safeties with crossings and posts, and their corners are hauling downfield because they know that the deep, shot, deep shots are coming, so it allows their safeties to be aggressive. Now, offensively, I think the thing that I'm really liking is, one, um, the addition of Rondell Moore has been tremendously impactful. You know, they, that he is, you know, we, we use the jack of all trades or the, you know, the Swiss army knife kind of phrasing. You know, he's just a guy that, that there's kind of not, not a limit to what he can do for their offense. That's been tremendously impactful. Kyler's playing at an incredibly high level of decision-making ball placement when I have to throw the ball to and where I have to throw the ball to. He's not being creative when it not, doesn't demand it. You know, and I think that's a big thing is so often you see quarterbacks that have the trait of athleticism and um, they try to become creative when it does not demand for them to be creative. And that is a player that realizes uh, I don't need to use my legs or I don't want to use my legs. I need to use my legs. Um, and I'm excited to watch them play. Who are they playing this coming week? I think they're playing a guy that they like kind of former borderline classmates. They're, you know. 
drafted same spot, same school. We got Baker, we got Kyler, we got them Baker going who? head to head. Baker who? <laughs> do they know each other? I, I, um, I'm assuming they've crossed paths and spent some quality time do together. You, do you think one will want to outperform the other? I would think there's a little bit of uh, a, of a friendly rivalry between the two considering their collegiate lineage, yes. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing, you know, is Arizona's going to very much so try to attack Cleveland defensively the same way that the Chargers did. You know, it, it's it is going to be how many different schemed up shots can we take at their safeties? And, you know, I think that Cleveland defense has to be really aware of that. It's really difficult to play Kyler and man because of the weapons that he has and because of his escapability. I think for Baker Mayfield, you know, again, Baker's very good player. A couple things that he'll have to pay attention to when it comes to Arizona's defense. And I don't think this is strictly a Baker thing. J.J. Watt is having tremendous impact. That's number one. Um, You have to see coverage change at the snap if you are Baker Mayfield against this defense. You have to see it because there is so much movement at the snap. Now, something that will benefit Baker in this situation is play action pass more often than not is a progression-based scheme. And usually the quarterback does not need to know the coverage pre-snap. Hey, is it cover two? Is it invert? Is it two carry? Is it two Tampa? Is it four? Is it quarters press? Is it, you know, trap? Is it six? Is it all those different things? Usually it's there. No matter what the coverage you're taking, number one, two, three, four. And then there's alerts tied into that dependent. And so I think that if Baker just does a good job of being so committed to listening to his feet when it comes to the progressions, he'll play well against this defense. And the thing you brought up about Kyler, when you talk about listening to your feet, that I'm amazed by too, he never seems to ever get hit. Like I would worry if I were a Lamar Jackson fan or you know, a Daniel Jones fan. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of other quarterbacks who definitely use running as a part of what they do. And even as hard as it is to find Lamar Jackson, I mean, he's a tough, brave dude. Probably too rough, tough and brave at times. I think there's an expiration date on playing that way with that body type where at some point you're going to get hit and it's going to be, was it worth it? The thing I think that's, and look, maybe it's just because no one can catch Kyler, but he's got a little bit of that Russell Wilson in him Mm. of playing, I think, really, really smart with his legs, but always slides, always get out of bounds, always gets down, never takes that kill shot, and... I think that's a very smart way to play. Like, if I were a Ravens fan, I would want to see Lamar occasionally just give it up, man. Just just don't go for the extra two or three yards when someone's sizing you up. And Kyler seems to be extraordinarily good at that. Yeah, I, I think it's a great point with Kyler. I think it's a maturity. You know, I, I also believe that Kyler just, and this is not a knock on him, he doesn't want to take the hits. You know, he's just, hey, it's, right. It's, and it's smart, <laughs> right? I, I had no choice. I was taking the hits. I couldn't move out <laughs> fast enough. Um, I always say this, like, as, as quarterbacks go into the league, you know, when you go play quarterback in college football, it's really important to prove your toughness to your teammates. You are still in that 18, 19 year old. You're trying to win a job. You know, you got to prove you're tough. So you have to go take some of those hits to, for your teammates to, to kind of endear yourself to your teammates. In the NFL, guys don't really care about that. Yep. You know, you can't be soft. You can't play soft, but they need you to play. They need you to be available on Sundays. And I always say the respect for your from your teammates in the league comes from how well you play on Sundays. It just does. And I think that 
you know, the more young quarterbacks, and it seems like Kyler has come in understanding that if it's first and 10 and I run around and go make a play, I don't, my guys don't need me to, to see me drop my shoulder to get to second and one. We'll figure out second and three when I slide, you know, and I think that is a, a very smart and, and just aware kind of movement by Kyler. When you watch the Cardinals, and obviously this is something that is very much baked into what the Ravens do with Lamar and, and several other teams in the NFL certainly do this with their quarterback as well. The Giants, um, even though Daniel Jones took a wicked hit last week, and we'll keep our fingers crossed that long-term he's okay, they have design quarterback run. How much design quarterback run would you want to have in the Arizona Cardinal offense when your quarterback is the size of Kyler Murray? Like, Would, would you... Would you just want his running to be creativity and get out of the pocket and make something happen when a play breaks down kind of run scrambling? Or would you have design quarterback run with a guy that's, I mean, frankly, he's small. Like you, I, I wouldn't want him getting pounded all the time. Field situation, game situation, seasonal situation. Field situation, where am I? You know, it, it, will I be more willing to call some stuff in the red zone? Yes. Game situation. Is it the first quarter of the game? Um, is it is it you know fourth quarter and our team is down two with a minute to go? I'm much more likely to call things then. How I formation stuff is part of it as well. I can have less people near my human being by the way I formation stuff. Um, and then in season situation, do I want to do a ton of it in the fourth or fifth game of the year? Probably not, especially if we're a good football team. If we're, you know, weeks 15, 16, and, and if we win, we, we get home field advantage, then I'm going to be a little bit more likely to, to call some of that stuff. You know, I, yep. again, I always think that context is so important for that stuff. And if, if that player has the ability to do that stuff and it's going to help our football team and I could be smart kind of if and when I do it, um, you would be kind of negligent as a coach not to have it as part of your plan. That's Dan Orlovsky. Scott Pioli will be back with us again next week as well. That will do it for another edition of Tape Heads. Now, when we come back on Tuesday, we'll talk about this Cardinals-Browns game. We'll talk about Chargers-Ravens. Those four quarterbacks spent a lot of time talking about them this week. They go up against each other next week, so that's a lot of fun. We've got Week 7 coming up. Broncos, Browns, Bucks, Bears, all that to talk about as well. Just can't get enough football and can't talk enough football with Dan Orlovsky and Scott Pioli. We will talk to you Tuesday when we drop our next episode of Tapeheads. Tapeheads is a production of iHeartMedia and the NFL. You can download the Tapeheads podcast on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moment 
moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.